call our church home. And uh, it blows my mind, uh, the people God brings to us and people who call Elam home. And uh, we're so honoured to have every single one of you in our church. And we think it's, uh, you're all just incredible people and the way God's using you and what God's doing in your life. And, and uh, the fact that you come and hang out with us each week and uh, it's just a great joy to our heart. And uh, tonight, I'm gonna be having a wee conversation with one of the people who calls Elam home. Uh, I'm gonna be taking a few moments to interview Sam Lotuinga. Now, I want to let you know, before I get Sam up, him and his wife, Jules, are amazing members of our church here. Uh, their daughter, Hope, is in the same class as my son, Judah. There could be some kind of arrangement we could make there, guys. I'm just saying. He comes from good stock. Set, let, let me just, before I get Sam up, I want to give you a little bit of a rundown of who this man is. And, uh, and I know this is going to probably highly embarrass you, Sam, but just deal with it, brother. Sam holds the Samon High Chiefly title of Peseta. Sam has worked in the area of corporate and commercial law. He's worked in the UK as a financial analyst. He's played rugby for the New Zealand Barbarians. He's been a member of Auckland City Council under Mayor John Banks. In the political world, he was, he's been a cabinet minister under John Key in the national government, holding the roles of Minister of Pacific Island Affairs, Associate Minister of Local Government, Minister of Pacific Peoples, Minister of Ethnic Communities, and Minister of Corrections. Sam is uh, currently the Manukau Institute of Technology's Deputy Chief Executive Pacifica. He's also on the board for the Blues and Auckland Rugby. And tonight, Sam is gonna be sharing a little bit of his story with us. Elo Christian Centre, please stand to your feet. It's welcome to the stage, Paseta Sam Lotuinga. You guys can grab a seat. Welcome, Sam. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Um, it, is, it is really, really cool to have you uh, not only in our church, but also to come and share the stage and encourage all these amazing, amazing uh, people tonight. I hope it didn't embarrass you too much with that wee intro. Nah, not too much. <laughs> Go ahead, just stop there. Awesome, awesome. So Sam, we, 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 tonight we're going to just have a wee conversation and, um, and we're going to let you guys in on that conversation. That's basically what's going to happen. And uh, I've got a number of things I want to sort of talk to Sam through and about and about his life and his journey, his story. And, and uh, I'm really going to let Sam do a lot of the talking. And uh, our heart in, in this is that you'd be encouraged that you'd be inspired uh, for the life that God has also given you. And uh, maybe if you're here tonight and you don't know uh, who this God is that we talk about, uh, we, our heart and our prayer is that maybe by the end of this, you, you'd like to get to know Him. And uh, that would be our heart. Right, Sam? Yep. <laughs> awesome. So Sam, you, you, were, you were born in Samoa and grew up there and moved here when you were young. And, uh, and so t- tell us a little bit about that part of the journey. Like, how did that all happen? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was born in Samoa. Um, I'm the youngest of four children. Um, and, you know, like a lot of migrants um, that come here, it was about coming to have, live a better life. Um, for us to get a better education, for, you know, our family to, to have, have, you know, good jobs. Um, and so mum and dad came around. We, we came in the 70s um, when I was quite young. Grew up in Mangere, um, not too far from here. And, you know, life was about our faith in God. We grew up in a Presbyterian church. Um, it was about education. And it was about a really strong family and a really strong bond in, in you know, our cultural ties as Samoans, yeah. So those were the sort of things that drove us. 
Fantastic. And so life for you guys, like migrating to New Zealand, um, like what was that like in those early days? Do you remember much of that? Yeah, look, it was, you know, it was a, New Zealand was a very different place, I think, in those days. Um, you know, we, we had people, we had a lot of relatives that were here, and, you know, we, we, were, we were looked after initially by our, our cousins, our relatives. So, you know, a lot of us were in, in, you know, we had sort of quite a lot of people in the house, so, so to speak. Um, I remember, you know, I grew up in a, in, you know, what would have been a three-bedroom house. There were often hmm, sort of 12, 15 people, you know, and I know that sort of happens now. I mean, you know, you hear about it happening now, but, you know, that was quite common for us. And, but it was, you know, look, I never saw it as a disadvantage. I, I saw it as us, um, you know, being together as a family, helping each other out, um, and, you know, just... just you know, being in a, a new country, but also just trying to, to aspire to, to better things. Right, so that was really the drive for, for you yeah. as a youngster. The, you've been given this, I guess, new opportunities and yeah. stuff, being in New Zealand and going after that. So you, 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 you carry the, uh, the high chiefly title of Peseta. That's how I say, I'm saying that right? Peseta. 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 Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> what is that? Just what, call me Sam. What is that? What, Okay, what, is, what does that mean, and, and, and what does that mean to you? Because yeah. I know that's a big deal. Because listen, Sam, I don't know if you know me, mm. but I know some people, and I've asked around about you. <laughs> I did my Googling. Okay, <laughs> you know you've made it in life when you have your own Wikipedia page. <laughs> right? Yeah. You can make one for me. Can, <laughs> no, yeah, but... I, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who, who um, he's, a, he's someone, he's a pastor in Christchurch, and he said to me, he said, Sam is in the top three most respected Samoans living in New Zealand right now. So he's, this guy's a big deal. So tell us about that, that title and what it means to you and, and, and how you received that and, and, and yeah, the story. So, um, yeah, t- titles, are chiefly titles, I suppose there's two types of chiefs in Samoa. There's what you call a speaking chief and a high chief. Um, and you're conferred those titles based on service, which is really important in Samoan society. So it's about serving, you know, your family, serving your church, serving your community, serving your country. So um, you can either earn it through service or through your bloodlines. So, or, or you can do both. So, yeah, I, I was, um, I suppose, and it's, it's leadership, I suppose. You're giving title and title um, has sort of, it, it gives you a status to talk in, in meetings, to talk and um, to, to lead your family. Um, it gives you rights to land back home in Samoa, so that's one of the big benefits. One, eh? Yeah. Um, but, but I suppose there's a Samoan saying, it's oleala le pule o le It's, you know, through service you get to leadership. Wow. And so when you're conferred title, you're, you're conferred a leadership role within your family and within your community. So that's... That's one of those How things. amazing is that, 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 cultural, um, that cultural saying, that cultural way is actually the Jesus way. Yeah. Like that you, ca- you come to leadership through, so you want to be the greatest, Jesus says, you've got to yeah. be the least. Yeah. Like to serve. That's yeah. amazing, right? So, so, yeah, so I suppose as Samoans, um, it, it's, you know, our Christian sort of values are very much part of the social fabric of Samoan culture and society. Right. So, um, you know, service is, is seen as, one of the most important values that you can hold in serving others, not just serving, you know, don't yeah. serve yourself, but yeah. serve others. 
Um, so yeah, it's really important, and um, and and given a title is supposed to be part of that that leadership track. Wow. So obviously the the move your parents made to New Zealand it worked out pretty well for you. Like you did well, young man in school, doing well, achieving at university, and then you kind of just set off abroad and, and, and went to the UK and Australia. Tell us a bit about that, I mean, because that's pretty incredible that the desire your parents had to come and get you to, into, a, I guess, yeah. to further you in, in life, uh, it, it sort of exploded for you. Yeah, so, I mean, I talked about education. I was, uh, so my dad was um, largely uneducated. He'd left school at 12, came here to work in order to provide um, income for family back home. Um, so, you know, he wanted us to be educated, so it was, it was, you know, he, he and my mum tried to put us through, you know, good schools, and so education was a really important part of that. So, you know, I went off to the University of Auckland, got a law degree and a commerce degree, and then it was natural for myself and a few other friends that, to go on an OE. I think, I think people go on OEs. They still go on OEs. You guys go on OEs? Yeah. yeah, they have. Yeah. They're a thing. Yeah, they happen. Um, and so, we're getting old, I'm getting older know, too, so I'm, I just don't know if this, this stuff happens they're anymore. Still doing these things, but uh, yeah. it. it you go on an OE, and, and so I went overseas with some friends, and and you know it was as much part of learning and growing. And you know I was in England, and I, I did some study up there as well. Played some rugby, um, and got into some really pause. So that playing the rugby thing, you just passed over that like it wasn't a thing. Yeah. So you you played for New Zealand Barbarians. Yeah, oh, look. I... <laughs> okay, no, wait, 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 wait. Quick survey: Has anyone else ever played rugby for the New Zealand Barbarians in this room? I could please continue with your story, Sam. No, no. This is like amazing. I'm actually, I, I mean, it's going to sound weird, but I'm actually not the sporting one in my family. Like, my, my, my no, seriously. My, well, my sister, my sister was in the Blackfin. She was a really good rugby player. Oh, wow. And my brother was, um, he represented the New Zealand schools team. I was kind of the, I'm the youngest, so I, I kind of got, you know, the leftover genes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and as I said at, at our wedding, I said, you know, all the good-looking jeans went, all the sporting jeans went, I was just left with what was left. <laughs> and um, no, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm an okay player, but you know, I just happened to right place, right time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Has anyone else been in that right place before? I mean, rug rugby was good. I, you know, I, I played up in, in the UK and in various places, and, but it's just a really good, you know, you know, as a Christian, I suppose, coming back to, you know, what we're, you know, the core of what we're talking about tonight. It gives you an opportunity to be with people yeah. of different backgrounds. You know, rugby's a great leveler. Um, it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been. You know, in a dressing room, everyone's the same. Um, and everyone, um, and you have an opportunity to, you know, with your faith to talk into people, listen to people, right. to, to, to be around, you know, different people of different backgrounds. And it's, yeah, I, I just really experienced something good involved in rugby. That's cool. Yeah. And, so then, and so you're in the UK, yeah. studying, doing all that kind of stuff, continue yeah. on. I interrupted you, I'm so sorry. Oh look, I'm, you know, I, I, I was involved in finance, as you, I think you'd, you'd said earlier. Um, you know, I, um, no, I've been blessed, I, you know, I don't, you know, and God's been good to me. I, I, you know, I worked in some big places, investment banks and law firms, and, um, but you know, it was one of those things that you know, I never, I always saw it as um, part of my journey, part of, God leading me in different directions and giving me opportunities to to, to bless others, I suppose, is, is the, the key. That's incredible. Yeah. So let's, um, 
let's talk about, because you talk about growing up in church and growing up in faith and growing up in God. Yeah. So I know that there's a lot of um, people, and, and, I, and I also know that culturally, for a lot of people, when you grow up with a cultural faith, yeah. there's this moment where it has to become real. Yeah. Right? That's like, and so we, like growing up, because, I mean, again, in this room, there'd probably be 50% of the people here who've grown up in church. They've done the kids' church thing. They've gone through the whole thing. And, and so there's a point there, though, where it has to be real for you. So where was that moment for you? It's a really good question. I mean, I grew up, I grew up going to church, but not, to be honest, I mean, you know, I, I didn't connect with God. I, I, I was going to, ch- in fact, I, when I grew up, I was trying to avoid church, actually. I, I grew up in, you know, Weird story, but I I, um, I I was barely in and around the kitchen. But on Sundays, I'd say to my mum, "Oh, can I can I help cook?" So I didn't go to church. You know, I wanted to to, to make have an excuse not to go. And and you know that sounds embarrassing now, but you know it was actually you know I didn't I didn't enjoy church. But I, that's because I didn't connect. And I suppose traveling around the world, um, you know, I had this faith. I believed in God, but I didn't know how to articulate that belief. So um, I got to Sydney after London and various other places that I'd worked and lived. And um, I, I went to this church, believe it or not. It was a, this Anglican church. And you know I'd grown up Presbyterian, so it seemed kind of a bit weird going to an Anglican church. But I was looking, I was searching for something. And I walked into this church in Manly, I was living in Manly at the time, and the guy was up the front saying, you know, if you think you're just gonna sit there at the same pew every Sunday morning and you're gonna go to heaven, well, you better think again. And I was like, hmm, I like this dude. (laughs) And I was like, and then he said, if you think you're gonna, you know, if you think you've been, he was kind of talking to me and it was just really weird. You think, you know, you, you believe in God, but what does it mean to you? You know, he was challenging me. You know, I was feeling this conviction, and anyway, I, um, I, I was going through, you know, all sorts of things in my life at the time, and and I, I wanted to know more, but I didn't know. Um, and then you, you know how you guys, you hand out the connect thing and put your name down, and people call you up. Anyway, I put my name down. I was waiting for this guy to call me up. I thought, nah, I've done this before. They won't, they won't call me. Um, I hope you guys call people here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to eyeball some people and say, I hope we do too. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> but anyway, a, a week later, I get this call, and, and these guys just came around. And I thought, oh, no, you know, they're going to give me the hard, the hard message, you know, whack me over the head with the Bible and say, you know, you, you've been, you should repent now. Um, but no, they were actually just there to hang out and just to listen and just to be with me and just you know, just to be a friend, wow. you know, and, and I was fixing my couch at the time, and I said, do you guys know how to fix couches? <laughs> sure enough, this guy went on his bike, he went back, got his drill set, and, you know, they were just helping me, wow. and, and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the hard sell. Anyway, cut a long story short, um, they said, look, if you want to know more, come to church, come every Sunday, don't just come on Easter or, you know, whenever it was. Like, like some people do. And I said, yeah, no, that'd be cool. You know, I, I did a Simply Christianity course, which was wonderful. It sort of opened my eyes up. And, and then I did Alpha, and I'm so glad you guys do Alpha. We do Alpha here, eh? Because um, I did, 
This is going to sound weird. I did Alpha twice, actually, because I didn't get it the first time. <laughs> um, they, have, they do a free meal at the start and end. Yeah, so that's like... right. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit weekend. No, no, the truth is that the first Alpha we did, um, there was a guy in there, and he was a pastor's kid, and he, was, he knew more about the Bible than all of us put together. He was sitting there answering all the questions. You know, and when you have the discussion, he was leading the discussion. I was like, and at the end of it, we were like, dude, you know all this stuff. But he knew it here, but he didn't know it here. Wow. And it was kind of weird. Because we were all there trying to convince this guy that, you know, there's a God, Jesus is real. Like, we were convincing ourselves, but we are convincing this guy more than us. Wow. And he knew more of it in here than he did here. Wow. And we were kind of, some of us were kind of halfway here and a bit here, but we were trying to mix it up, you know? Um, so I did it twice because I had, you know, I'd spent so much time with this dude that I wasn't quite there anyway. Um, but yeah, look, how did I get there? I, you know, I, 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 you know, different people connect to Jesus and God in different ways. Some people do it through natural landscape, for example. They like to go out into the wild and like Jesus went into the desert, that sort of stuff. Um, I was kind of expecting this lightning bolt thing. Yeah. You know, where I was like, well, come on, man. You know, because yeah. like, it's so much easier, right, eh, when it just hits you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it didn't happen. And, and I had to search through reading. Um, wow. You know, I read a, I just remember reading this book. It's called A Case for Christ. I don't know if anyone's read it. Lee Struble, I think he was a, a reporter. And he proved that Jesus was real. Yeah. And he was the Son of God. And he, he you know, died on the cross that we may have salvation. He, you know, did it because I was, I was a lawyer and I thought, oh, I, I can do this. Like Lee Struble did it. Yeah. And then that was just one thing, but you know, it was, it was the various things. And, and I suppose over time, you know, then I became first time ever, I know this is going to sound really weird, but you know, at the age of 30, I'd become part of a small group. It was, it, it seriously was, was life changing because you wow. were sharing your journey with different people. Wow. And we were this group of very, you know, we had these South Africans, Australians, then there was me. The South Africans get everywhere, don't they? They like, do. They were just, just <clears> like... They do, and they like to, you know, talk rugby and braai and, yeah. you know, all those yeah, yeah, yeah. really good things. Um, but, um, you know, look, having that group of people supporting you in your walk is, was so good. It was the first time I'd experienced it. And then, um, and then, you know, the, the one, I suppose, moment was I, I was preparing to leave to come back to New Zealand and the day, the day before, um, you know, I, I um, went out on the Manly Beach. You know, I've been to Manly? Manly, Australia? Yeah, it's a, it's a cool beach and there's just a lot happening on that beach, volleyball, touch rugby and all this stuff. And we took our church on the beach. We took church on the beach. Um, and it was a different kind of church, you know, it was shorts and, you know, people just hanging out. And it was the first time I, I stood outside and I, I asked all my mates to come because I, I said, I'm, I'm going back to New Zealand and I want you guys to come and it's a really important event in my life. And they were like, oh, wow. These were like my drinking buddies. They were, some of them were Christians, some of them, most of them were. And they were like my buddies that we watched rugby and a whole bunch of stuff. But I invited them along, and on that, that beach, I'll never forget it, I think it was, it was December 23rd, 2002, 
and I, I sat on that beach, and I, <laughs> sorry, yes. I just professed my, um, my belief in Jesus, wow. like openly, <laughs> um, for the first time. And I think, you know, and, and the guy that helped me through it was a guy called, I'll never forget his name, is Pastor Stuart Holman. Um, he, was, he was with a youth pastor at this, this church. And I just stood there and I, I just said, you know, this is who I am, this is what I believe. It was the first time I did it and it was quite changing. It was, you know, life-altering, if you like. And, um, yeah, and my mates came up to me afterwards. And I didn't know how they'd take it, you know. They were a bunch of guys that we'd been mates for a very long time. But they all came and hugged me and they said, listen, we don't, might not believe, some of them you know, said that we might not believe what we believe, but you know, we really admire you, you're courageous, and you know, you're still one of our mates, even if you believe in this God. Yeah, yeah. You know? and it, was, you know, it was kind of weird, but, but they were there and there were a whole bunch of people there to celebrate you know, Jesus on the beach in, in Manly, so it was really cool. That's amazing, yeah. man, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, Sam, let's talk politics for a minute. Oh, do we have to? Uh, no. <laughs> so, so, after, so after all this, yeah. you've mentioned the murky world of politics. Yeah. Like, tell, uh, tell us about that and how you got there. Yeah. Like, because it's like a, it's a big step. Yeah, it is. It's it's very different. Look, I, I came back to New Zealand. And I I um I said to my parents, you know, I, I've got to settle. I, I've travelled the world, done all these different things, and I've, I've got to get some roots. I've got to find. Um, you know, I've got to find a wife, yes. A wife, a wife. She, she said it. <laughs> um, a good wife. I love it. Yeah, yeah, um, amazing wife. Amazing. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, so I came back and, and I suppose, you know, I've, I, I had this newfound faith. And, um, you know, I was asked, you know, I prayed to God. I just said, listen, God, I've done... I mean, I've been blessed. I, 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 you know, I, I've just been blessed, you know, as a migrant that grew up in Mangere, you know, in, a, in an overcrowded house, to have gone, you know, yeah, I had, I mean, sorry, I don't mean this in a, in a really bragging way, but, you know, I'd, I'd done a lot of really, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd been on the biggest trading floor in Europe. I'd worked for New Zealand's biggest law firm. I'd, you know, I'd studied and I had four degrees under me. But, you know, I say this not to boast, I, I say this because none of that stuff actually mattered. You know, I'd played wow. for the New Zealand Barbarians and all this sort of stuff, but actually I'd found God. Wow. And that, that is bigger than, that is bigger than anything. I, and then I found I, her. Yeah, then you found her. I, I feel found, like if I had four degrees, <laughs> I feel yeah. like if I had four degrees, I wouldn't shut up about it. No. I'd be like, hey, I'm Steve, <laughs> nice I'm Steve, did you know I have four degrees? I, <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry, that's I, amazing, I, 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 I love it. Like it. No, 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 no. Honestly, I mean is, that's incredible. I've achieved all these worldly things. Yeah, great. But actually, you know, the one thing that I, my greatest achievement is to find God. You know, and so, sorry, I haven't even. It's a about mic drop it. moment. I love it. I'm just, I'm all about it. It's incredible. Yeah. So I, I came back into the country, and seriously, I, I was praying for, I was praying for a wife. I mean, you know, let's be honest. And I was praying, <laughs> <laughs> and a life. Yeah. Um, and then I asked God, you know, please, um, I, I just want to find what, you know, my vocation in life. You know, what is it that I can do to, to be, you know, to use my God-given gifts and talents? Um, and, and, you know, I, 
Jules and I got together. Uh, that's a really funny story too. I, I'll say it, I'll try and say it really quickly because I haven't touched politics, I know, but I want to talk about my wife first. Um, <laughs> um, he didn't get four degrees for nothing. He's a smart man. <laughs> he knows what's up. No, I've got to talk about it because it is a God moment too. Um, I, I, I saw her at church when I was growing up in that Presbyterian church. I saw her and I... You're not going to believe this, but I actually asked her out when I was, yeah, she said no. So I asked her out, I was, I was 16, I was 16 at the time. I won't say how old you were, but well, 16, and, and she said no. And it was quite good that she'd said no. But, but it's one of those God moments that I really believe at the time we weren't, we weren't ready, or I wasn't ready for it. And, but we met 17 years later at a fundraising concert. And, and then she asked me out. Uh, <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? I'm allowed to say that. Just, just sow the seed when you're 16. She's, and then she's got another version of that anyway. But, uh, <laughs> it's, but no, no, but that, we, that look, let's matter. just say we found each other and, and we'd, you know, and, and that was good. So the, in terms of the politics, look, I, I asked God, you know, where would, where am I going? What's, what's the next part of this journey? Um, and believe it or not, I went off and I started, I started Bible college. Yeah, you didn't know that one, eh? Didn't that, that didn't come up on Google. Um, <laughs> but um, Didn't come up over the Big Mac either. No, we had a conversation. No. Um, <laughs> I, I was seriously wanting to do a mission. And I, I, I went to Kerry College in, in Penrose. And I was doing night classes while I was working, and you know we were, you know she was supporting me through you know Bible college. I was doing applied theology, and I wanted to go on a mission, um, but for some strange reason, I, I'd, um, you know, God just led me to to um, into politics. I I helped a few friends campaigning, and I'd been involved over time, but not really into it. Um, and then I look, I just. A friend said, look, you should run for council. And then I ran for council and I got in and then he said, oh, you should run for parliament. And the next year I ran for parliament and I got in and the rest is kind of history. Um, Anyone else decide one year that you're going to run for parliament <laughs> and then just happen to be on parliament? No, it is kind of like that. I mean, it, it is. I, you know, but no, God helped me through this. This isn't just... It is amazing, It's yeah. not about me. You know, others help you. You know, you're, you're blessed when people... Um, you know, are so supportive and caring, and and it's a it's a life changing decision. You know, most careers are um, in terms of, and I needed her support and um, our family support, and yeah, it's amazing. So you work for John Key, yeah? Got any dirt on him? Or like, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't read that book, have you? <laughs> that Nikki Hager book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh look, yeah. I've, Worked, what was it like? Was it was it was it an enjoyable season for you? Working in? Oh, look, it's challenging. I think. Look, I, I see. I see um, being a parliamentarian as, as public service. It's it's service. At my core, I, I believe in service. So it's serving the public. Um, you know, working for constituents. You know, doing things. And it's stuff you won't read about. You know, that the stuff you read in the media is you know all the. I don't know. It's the the sort of guff that that makes a headline. 
lot of real good things that you do as, an, as a member of parliament that you know, you're helping you know, migrants, you're helping people into um, accommodation, you're doing things you know, at your core, you are serving your community. Wow. And that stuff I really enjoy, yeah. yeah. Amazing. So, um, Sam, you've done so much with, with your life thus far. You know, yeah. it's, it's incredible to hear, you know, and you're so humble. And really, you know, you honour and acknowledge God in, in, the, in the whole part of it. And, um, and how does your faith now shape the way you approach the spheres that you find yourself in? Like, you know, the political world, but now also with uh, MIT and the different, um, the boards that you sit on with the Blues Rugby Board. And I just pray you keep working hard because we, we need some more wins <laughs> under the belt, brother. Um, yeah, we do. But, <laughs> um, but you know, how, how does faith, for you in, in your walk with Jesus. Obviously, yep. it is monumental in your life. And yep. so how does it now play out in, in the world that you work in? Yeah, I, th I think, um, you know, being comfortable in, in who you are and who I am, I think it's important as, as followers of Jesus that, you know, that you know who you are and that you're not afraid to actually say that. Um, and, and not afraid to, to, you know, to show who you are, and but but also, um, you know, it's 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 not just a badge. It's actually a, um, you know, I, th I think it's about acting it out, yeah. um, and that's that's look. It's always hard. I think you know, leadership was challenging at the best of the times. You make calls yeah. that actually impact people's lives, and and the truth is, it impacts people's lives negatively as well as positively, um, and that's really hard. You know, um, for example, earlier the. You know, we, we, we do. Oh, sorry. There? Okay. Yes, yeah, look, it's just, it, it, you've got to keep your faith at the core. Um, because if you don't, you can move away really quickly. And you can be compromised really easily. So, yeah. so how, and then, so how do you keep that solid then? Oh, that's, like, what do you do? Okay, what do I do? Um, obviously, having strong family is really important. Um, you know, through prayer, um, through spending time with God, um, and you try and do that daily, and that's really challenging as well. Um, whether it's quiet time in the morning, whether it's prayer time with family, um, you know, reading scripture, I mean, all the sort of what I would call disciplines of, of being a follower of Jesus, um, that stuff's really important. You know, we're, you know, we're one thing we're missing, we've just moved over to this side of Auckland. Um, so, you know, we're looking to start up a small group. Sorry, this isn't an advertisement or anything. Hit your way, hit your way. Um, but, you know, we, we, you know, we want, you need those support networks. Right. You need people praying for you, with you, uh, alongside you. You need to pray for others. You know, that stuff is, is just still so critical to, um, to being, you know, to, to fulfilling these roles. And just to know that you're never alone that God's always with you, you know? Yeah. And one, one thing I love about Sam, like he's he's busy guy, Lawrence Plate, but every single Sunday, him and Jules and their kids are here. They're in church. You know, it's, it's just, you never underestimate the value of making a committed uh, discipline of getting to church every Sunday. You know, like it's mm. just a filling station. It's a faith builder. It's a, it'll expand your vision. It's just, 
it's, it cements you for the week. I mean, like, I can't, I can't harp on enough about just making mm. sure you get into church every week. Yeah. It just does something great for, you, for your yeah. heart. And, and listen, they are going to run the most amazing flipping <laughs> small group. And so if you're looking for a small group, you need to go and have a chat with these well, guys. Go see Anna. Go see Anna in the foyer <laughs> yeah. and, and, and sign yourselves up. Just as we close, Sam, yeah. if someone in this room right now is, yeah. is sitting on the fence and maybe their faith might be weak or, they're, they're, or, or maybe they're even just considering following Jesus right now, is there, what would you say to them? What would be your words to them? Oh, look, it's just be open, um, you know, Talk to someone. I always think talk to, you know, either talk to people like yourself. Um, you know, there are people here who are um, who have amazing knowledge, wisdom, um, support, and love for you, um, and they reflect the love of Jesus for us all. Awesome. Yeah. And if listen, if 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 that is you, then uh, and you do want to have a conversation, I, I'd love to. And I know Sam, you'd probably love to have a conversation yeah. with somebody uh, as well. Church, can we? Can you join me? Can we thank Sam for just sharing his heart and his life with us? Hey, um, I'd love to do one thing, and, and I think Sam's story is so, um, it's incredible, it's powerful. Uh, and there's just some amazing truths in that. And, and I think one of the things I'd love to just say to you today is this, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, um, uh, our heart and our desire as a church is that you that you you could know him, you would know him. There's an open door, there's an opportunity, there's a window, you know. And, and and like Sam said, you can be looking all over the place. You could even grow up in church, but there's always a moment. There's got to be a moment for you where your faith becomes real for you, where, where your walk with Jesus becomes your walk with Jesus. Not your parents walk with Jesus, not your grandparents walk with Jesus, not your cultures walk with Jesus, but your walk with Jesus. And if you're here today and you don't know him, I'd love to take a moment right now just to give you an opportunity to come to know him. Well, what I'm gonna do is I'll invite everyone in this room just to bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. And I'd love to extend this invitation to you. It's very simple. It's an invitation to surrender your life into the hands of God. The truth is, friends, that God does love you very much. He, in fact, loves you more than you know. We all sin, we all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard and, and our sin, it separates us from God. But God in His amazing, amazing grace, what He did was He sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. And when He died on that cross, He took upon Himself what you and I were due for our sin. He died for it, He paid the price. And what He extends to every single one of us right here, right now is not condemnation, it's not judgment, it's grace, forgiveness for all of your wrongs, all your mistakes, all your sin. A new life that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God gets on the inside of you and He makes you brand new. You get to walk forward in the great plans that God has for you. You're not a mistake, you're not an accident. God has plans for your life. And you get a great promise of eternity in heaven with God. This life is not the end of the story. There is eternity for you. And I'd love to extend that invitation. If you're here today and you don't know Him, but you want to, or maybe today you've been on the fence with God, or you've been toing and froing, or maybe you've been sort of coming to church, but there's never been that moment where it became real for you. Or maybe today you're just far from God. You knew Him once and you knew the life He had for you, but you're far from Him. I'd love to invite you now to pray a very simple prayer with me. It's a prayer of surrender. 
surrendering your life into the hands of God. And I'm gonna pray this prayer out loud. But you don't have to pray it out loud. You can pray it with me in your heart. But join with me as I pray it and make it your prayer. Just say these words. Say, God, today, I open my life to you. I surrender it into your hands. I know I've sinned and I've messed up, but I believe that Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from that old way and I turn to you. I ask you now to come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Take control and make me brand new today. I choose from this moment to live for you in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed, if you prayed that prayer tonight, can I say, I'm so proud of you. I think it's the most amazing thing you could ever do. And I'd love for you to take one little step of faith. And now uh, uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. And when I get to three, uh, what I'd like for you to do if you prayed that prayer, I want you to raise your hand nice and high. Now I'm not doing that so I can embarrass you or stand you up or call you out. I'm not gonna do any of that. But I do want you to take one little step of faith. I'll see your hand when you put it up and you can put it straight back down. This is your step of faith saying, Steve, that's me. This is real for me now today. I'm giving my life to Jesus on the count of three. One, two, three. Hands up nice and high saying, Steve, that's me. Yeah, I see you there. Right down the back, I see you too. Yep, in the middle too. I see you as well. Anyone else saying, Steve, that's me. Count me in. Yes, I see you just over here. Amazing. Amazing. You can put your hands down now. God, I thank you so much for the beginnings of some brand new stories. God, I thank you for new lives. I thank you, God, for your salvation, your grace that's come to these people tonight. I bless them and I thank you for them. I pray, Lord, have your way in their lives. Lord, show them this great, beautiful, expansive life that you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on, church. Put your hands together. Let's congratulate all those people that said yes to following Jesus.